Welcome back, everybody, to this week's episode of Beyond Study Abroad, the official Notre Dame Study Abroad podcast. Today I'm here with Amina, and so if you want to give us a quick introduction and tell us a little bit about yourself and about the program you're currently studying in. Yeah, of course. Thank you so much. Um, so I'm currently a junior at Notre Dame. I'm studying Arabic, economics, and real estate. Um, and then with that Arabic major, I decided to study abroad in Amman, Jordan this semester. Uh, so far, it's been a really great experience, definitely different from the U.S., but um, really amazing all the same. Uh, But back on campus, um, I'm involved with student government, and I work at Irish Gardens in the flower shop. So that's, yeah, I would say that's a little bit about me. I lived in Welsh Fam, the dorm, and I'm originally from North Dakota. Speaking of the Amman program, uh, I just wanted to know if you could tell us a little bit more about this program. What drew you to study in the Middle East? Yeah, of course. So um, I'm actually half Egyptian, but I didn't really grow up in an Arab household or an Arabic speaking household. So I think that was kind of the first thing that motivated me to even explore like Middle Eastern culture or the Arabic language. Um, But then when I got into college, I just had room in my schedule. So it was kind of um, just a coincidental thing that it all had worked out. Um, But once I did start the program, I just kind of fell in love with uh, how the course was structured. The professors were awesome. Um, obviously, it's a smaller program at Notre Dame, so being with just a close-knit of students for the past couple of years, it's been a really great way to just build camaraderie and build um, language skill and learn more about the culture. Uh, but ultimately, with the Amman program, it's the only Notre Dame-sponsored program that kind of teaches the Arabic language. I know there's the Israel-Palestine and the Moroccan program, but neither of them kind of support like a modern standard Arabic instruction or like kind of um, receive credit for it back at Notre Dame. So that was kind of the logistic reason behind it. But on a more fun note, (laughs) Jordan is definitely um, just a centric location in the Middle East for politics, for culture, for language. Um, It's an incredibly diverse place. Uh, So I've been able to meet not only local Jordanians, but a lot of Palestinians, Syrians, um, Iraqis, and just a ton of people from around the world that I never really got the chance to get to know back in the U.S. So that was a huge motivator for me as well. Um, And then also, I've just grown immensely in my language skill as well. So all in all, uh, just a great experience so far, but those were kind of my, my main motivators in choosing the program. I mean, it sounds like a lot to offer. I wanted to actually learn a little bit more about your experience in this program. And I was wondering if you could, I guess, tell our listeners if there's any cultural differences or similarities that you noticed um, so far in your time. Yeah, of course. So I've been here for just over a month now. Um, And it's obviously like very easy at first to just note all the differences, especially um, as a woman in the country. So I think I can start with those a little bit, but there's a lot more similarities and kind of comforts that I found that have surprised me. Um, But but as far as differences go, um, some of the first things that I've noticed is obviously just the gender divide and gender relations that are much different than back in the U.S. Um, For example, it's just some things like 
having to sit in the back of taxis or in the back of transportation, also just like in social structures, if like going to like bars, clubs, or, or games, or any type of nightlife, if it is like more male dominated, sometimes it's just very uncomfortable for women. Um, there is a huge culture of like catcalling. And so that has definitely been new um, for me and something kind of uncomfortable, but, you know, just getting used, used to that and responding to that. Um, oh, and another thing too is, I guess, just the social relationships here in Jordan. So I know in the U.S., um, some can tend to be like more individualistic or kind of this idea of like personal space and like your bubble and all of that here is not in existence people want to know everything and anything about you um, which is both good and bad it does make for some awkward conversations sometimes but also um, some really great friendships as well um cafe culture is really big here um uh, smoking is huge here that was something i really had to get used to it's everywhere um so Many nights I've had headaches from all the smoking, but you know, it's getting better and <laughs> we're getting used to it. Um, but yeah, and there, although there are a lot of people that do speak English here, um, it's definitely a language barrier, especially if you're looking to go to less touristy spots um, or just smaller, smaller places within the city. Um, knowing the languages or at least knowing some basics of the language will really get you much farther than, than if you don't. Um, but yeah, those were kind of like my first tumbling blogs while being here. But as far as like similarities and things that I've loved so far, Jordan is very beautiful. I have to say, uh, when you think of like the Middle East in general, I feel like people always think of the desert. But in Jordan, there's waterfalls, there's greenery, like, yes, there's the deserts. But um, there's just a ton of history here and a ton of geographic diversity that I was generally surprised by. But that was really awesome and kind of reminded me. Um, back in the States and all that there is to see there. Um, and another thing that was really, really comforting and awesome to, to find here was the hospitality. A lot of uh, the people here are just so kind and so genuinely interested in, you know, why an American is here in the country, why they're wanting to learn Arabic. And so often people are kind of taken aback by that and um, are really encouraging behind like that pursuit. So that has been awesome uh, to encounter as well. I was wondering if you could just share how it has been participating in a language immersion program. Yeah, of course. So per uh, Notre Dame's COVID protocols, um, for my program specifically, we weren't allowed to live with host families. And I think um, that was kind of the number one immersive experience for language programs. So a bit of a bummer that I didn't get to experience that. But nonetheless, um, like all of my classes are taught in Arabic. Um, when I go out to cafes or restaurants um, or really anything within the country, I do try my best to, to speak as much Arabic as I can. But I found outside of that, the number one way I've really been able to practice my language is by um, like taking taxis because it's so it's such a big, big thing here. Um, in the first couple of weeks, like I have to admit, I was just really scared of like hailing a taxi because I'm from like Midwest suburbia and that's just not something we do. Um, so that has been a great way for me to just practice my language skills with people. Um, but at first it was definitely, uh, I would say immensely overwhelming um, just because it does seem like everyone speaks Arabic and that there's not many who do speak English. But I would say after like two or three weeks, you kind of get over that initial hurdle. And even though obviously I don't understand everything that's being said all the time, um, you just kind of get the hang of it um, and you learn certain essential phrases that can guide you through really any conversation. Um, 
even if it's saying like, I don't know what you're talking about in, in the language, at least like people would have that understanding. Um, but yeah, essence of, essence of all of that, it's really hard at first, but if you just have the confidence in yourself and acknowledge that the other students in the program are also struggling, uh, you do get over it and it does get better. And that's just how you learn. It definitely sounds really rewarding. Um, I was wondering if you wouldn't mind sharing your favorite phrase or word you've learned so far. Oh gosh, uh, let's see. Oh, okay, so one of my um, favorite phrases is used just so casually all the time. Um, whenever something like goes wrong or even if something just is like pops up that was unexpected, it's really common here to say like ma'alej or like mushmushkila, which means like, oh, like no problem, forget about it. And so that's always my go-to whenever um, like I can't understand something or uh, if things get confusing or even if it's just like in conversation, you just pop out that phrase and people are like, oh, just let it go. Like, oh, it's okay. <laughs> that sounds pretty fun. Um, I guess any suggestions then for students uh, to improve their language skills before their semester abroad? Mm. Yeah, so that's something I did not do. So I would highly recommend um, people, like I would say just like going over essential phrases that you think may be helpful, um, you know, even in the airport upon arrival. Um, but really I would say just kind of don't stress yourself out about it because you will learn and um, you will get through it and people acknowledge that, you know, you're a student and you're learning and you're not gonna be perfect. But if you are the go-getter type of student, um, maybe just reviewing like things you have learned um, the past couple of weeks or months in the semester prior. Um, and if it's a new program to you where you haven't studied the language before, uh, like I said, just, I would find it helpful to learn a few essential phrases. Um, but if you are like me where you have a few semesters under your belt, um, just kind of, I would say, relax with it and just go over what you have learned and um, just enter the situation with an open mind. Um, but yeah, I think the biggest thing is just to not stress about it and view it as a learning learning process. Shifting gears a little bit, um, I was actually curious, uh, what opportunities or experiences have made Amon stand out as a study abroad location for it? You talked a little bit about it earlier when you were talking about what made you choose this location, but I was wondering, um, in your experience so far, what opportunities or experiences have really made it um, differentiate itself? Yeah, of course. So the biggest thing for me was, um, at least just through talking with my friends back at school, that Jordan is just not a country I think that a lot of people think of in terms of visiting um, and are often really shocked by what it has to offer, not only like culturally, but also, um, I touched on this a little bit, but just the geographic and like historical diversity. So I think um, I not only get to learn the language here, but by traveling throughout the country, I also get to learn about different um, cultural communities and diversities that I never like really had learned about back in the States or never even uh, knew about. Um, for example, a few weeks ago, we camped over the weekend in Petra in the Wadi Rum Desert, which is in uh, the very um, south of the country of Jordan. And in there, we got to uh, camp with the Bedouin community and we had dinner with them and danced with them. And they had taught us so much about like what their life is like. Um, and that's just not something you can get really in any other country or maybe in different ways, but just not something that's ever taught in the US. 
So I think the, that Jordan definitely provides um, a more culturally rich education behind just learning the language. Um, but in addition, I think it's also a great opportunity for Notre Dame students specifically to really get out of their comfort zone um, and find a new sense of independence because it's not, I mean, like London and Dublin and Rome, they're all wonderful programs through Notre Dame, but it does kind of share with it. There's so many Notre Dame students that go. Um, so even though they're great programs, Jordan is a lot more isolated in that fact, but I think through it, you learn a lot about yourself and how you are traveling alone in a new place and how you adapt. So that has been something that um, I've really cherished in, in learning through as well. So speaking a little bit about adapting, um, I'm kind of curious, what's the most unexpected thing that you've learned uh, either about Amman or about Jordanian culture or even just about yourself and your time abroad? Yeah, of course. The biggest thing for me has been um, the gender roles in the country, something I've both struggled with, but also just learned a lot from and have really had to take a step back um, and just not, I think just not approach it with, you know, the experiences and expectations that I've had back in the States. Um, so it's just little things like, um, like the cat calling that I mentioned, the honking at women, um, you know, having to sit in the back of the taxis and stuff like that, where it was so easy for me at the beginning to just become really angry and frustrated at that. Um, and even though like, you know, sometimes it's not okay, but just, I think I've learned how to be a better observer of what's different and of different cultures than I was before. I um, mean, even if, you know, I don't agree with something, it's definitely, yeah, like I said, it's just definitely taught me how to observe and analyze something rather than, you know, to let it like affect me emotionally right away. Um, but that's like, I would say the biggest thing that I really had to adapt to um, was, you know, I'm from the Midwest. So everyone that I look at in the streets, you know, I smile and make eye contact and, you know, want to wave. And that's just not something that um, women can really do here, especially foreigners, if, you know, you don't, if you don't know the person. Um, so yeah, I would say that was just kind of the biggest social difference that, that I struggled with, but I think I've learned a lot from. It is interesting hearing about all these like different kind of cultural norms you had to adapt to. Um, I wanted to shift gears maybe a little bit um, and ask uh, kind of like opposite note, uh, what's your favorite experience been so far? Yeah, of course. Uh, the big things obviously is just being able to travel throughout the country. I absolutely adored camping um, in Wadi Ram. Uh, last weekend we went to Aqaba, which is this beautiful uh, uh, kind of beach town in Southern Jordan. And like right across the beach, we could see Israel, Egypt, and Saudi Arabia. So it was just a very surreal experience that um, back in the stage, I just never really had before. So uh, big things like that were just big, like cultural and um, uh, traveling experience has been so fun for me and such a good exposure to different things as someone who's never traveled outside the States before. Um, but also little things that I've loved is like just becoming friends with uh, the locals here. Um, there's a cafe right across the street from the center that I take classes. And all of us have gotten to know the owner and he's just to go to, we talk to him every morning. Um, people down the street, like they know my order every day when I go to get lunch, so stuff like that, where people here definitely remember us because we are foreigners. But that being said, it's awesome to have that kind of tight-knit community, even though the city is so large. How did you prepare for your semester abroad? Obviously we talked about the language preparation, um, but just in general, how did you prep yourself for this entirely new experience? 
So I was lucky in the sense that um, my mom has actually traveled through the Middle East before and in specifically in Jordan. So she gave me a lot of just really good um, recommendations and kind of just things as to what, it, what to expect. But something that I really um, found helpful was asking my professors uh, what it was like in the Middle East. And I'm sure people who are studying languages, their professors had gone to X, X country. Um, so asking them for advice or just expectations and their experience was great. And I found it just um, immensely helpful to get as many um, inputs and observations and experiences as possible. So for me, that also looked like watching YouTube videos of people in Jordan and what they had done, what they didn't like, what they liked. Um, even like watching TikToks of people like in Amman and like fun things to do was great. Um, but yeah, I just tried to ask as many people as many questions as I could about what it was like for them. Moving on a little bit, um, obviously the you know COVID nineteen situation has impacted a lot of study abroad. You know, from cancellation of some programs mm -hmm. to like adapted um, you know, living situations such as the host families. Um, and so I want yeah. to know like how did COVID impact your traveling to Jordan? Um, and more specifically, what are some of the similarities and differences possibly between like how the U.S. and Jordan have kind of responded and adapted to the pandemic? Yeah, that's a good question. I would say the biggest uh, um, step was just the pre-travel requirements and, you know, having to get tested, make sure it was like came back okay and all the forms you had to fill out that was kind of stressful and at the airport it just took a long time to get through all of that especially with the language barrier so that was a little difficult uh, but other than that Jordan is a very like when I mentioned the aspect of there's very little personal space here and everyone like you know wants to be together a very collective society with that um, this is both a good and a bad thing, but with that, there's just, I would say, a larger lack of, like, COVID protocols and restrictions than in the U.S., um, and it's really easy to kind of just feel like, you know, nothing even happened in the first place here from, you know, not having to wear it in the taxis to, like, restaurants not requiring it and stuff like that, so it's definitely more open here. Um, on the flip side, that is kind of a bad thing because there are cases here um, and it, it's still an issue, but, you know, on, on behalf of like myself and the program that we are in, we just try and make the best decisions for ourselves and take as many like precautions as we can without having to sacrifice, um, you know, having an overall good experience. But in relation to the U.S., I'm trying to think, but like this last year or this last semester at Notre Dame, it feels very similar in terms of like the student experience, um, but as compared to what it was last year when Notre Dame kind of hungered down on all the restrictions. I definitely feel like more, I don't know, I'm quoting right now, like doing hand quotes, but like more free, I guess. Um, again, both like a good and a bad thing. I really want to reiterate that I'm not being careless, but that, <laughs> you know, um, just, you know, trying to do my best while still having a, a great experience and, and being careful. Um, but I guess in, terms of Jordan, the only big difference is I've had to show proof of vaccination in order to get into a lot of places like malls, restaurants, um, even like certain business centers. So I would say that is definitely a big difference and something that I've never had to do back in the States. Um, and I know there's a lot of like contention around that being a good or bad thing in, in the US, but 
there's it's kind of like a, a no a no cho- no choice here um and i've like been around people who've been denied access into into places who couldn't show their proof of vaccination so i'd say that's just the biggest difference but overall um it's still different but it's still a good experience like regardless we're actually getting to the last question of this interview and you know before i ask it i want to say thank you for coming on it's been really you know a pleasure talking to you um I did want to ask for any future students considering a semester in a month, uh, what advice would you give? Uh, what would you tell to anybody that wants to be a part of this program and doesn't really know what to expect or if discerning it, it's, it's right, if it's a, you know, the right choice for them? Yeah, of course. I'd say my biggest um, piece of advice is just to stay open-minded and to um, really value the um, act of observing different things before letting it like really affect you and get you down. Um, but at the same time, if there are aspects about the Middle East that that interest you and you want to learn more about, Jordan is a really great country to do so. It's a safe country to do so. And at least back in the States, a lot of people had certain opinions about, you know, my my desire to go to Jordan without really knowing the real story. Um, so if, you know, students at Notre Dame have the same desire as I did to come to Jordan, and they come across conversations that maybe put seeds of doubt in their mind, I would say, you know, don't listen to it. Um, Notre Dame wouldn't have a program here if it wasn't safe for students. So just trust in that. Um, but I think it's, there's, if a student is serious about getting better at a language, there's really no um, way to do it other than to immerse yourself. And I know it's scary at first, but I think it's just something um, you've got to do if you want to learn more about the language, but in essence, or in hindsight, it'll, it'll teach you a lot about yourself. And I think, everyone can can gain some great insight into themselves after being in a, in a different culture. Um, so yeah, I would just say, you know, be observant, be open-minded, be excited. It's, even though it's a very different place, it's a very wonderful place, a very beautiful place. Um, and you can walk away saying, you know, you've traveled in the Middle East and a lot of people back in the States can't say that. So I think that's awesome too. Well, that's a great, uh, great motivator to, you know, check out the Iman program. So um, I just want to say thank you again, Amina, for being on here. Um, again, it's been really a pleasure talking to you. Um, and if you have anything else you'd like to say to the people listening, uh, feel free. But otherwise, uh, thank you for your time. Yeah, of course. It was my pleasure. Uh, I will leave everyone with uh, saying that the Arabic program is so fun in Notre Dame, and I highly recommend it to anyone. Um, yes. Uh, and if anyone is listening that is interested, feel free to reach out to me. I'd be more than happy to hype up the program and tell anyone all about it. But yeah, thank you so much, Sam. This was fun. Thank you all for listening to this week's episode of Beyond Study Abroad, the official Notre Dame Study Abroad podcast. Tune in in two weeks for our new episode and make sure to follow our social pages for more study abroad content.